Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the Brothers Grimdark. I'm host A, Alan, and host B, Henry, here. Hello. Is also here. Okay, so we're going to be discussing the um, the breaking news, the reveals from the Vigilist campaign thingamajig, where they showed off all of the wonderful new shit and some new models and general goodness. Any any opinions on the general goodness at hand? No. No. All right, let's get right into it. So, just going down through from the on the Vigilist page because. We're, you know, we're extremely professional like that. The first thing we have to really discuss is one of the new Gene Stealer Cults models, which has the little map thingamajig, which is basically like, uh, they teased it on the rumor mill a while back, and everyone managed, well, everyone, people managed to work out that it was actually a top-down view of Warhammer World, which is a nice little Easter egg. It's cool. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I literally don't have anything to add, because that's what it is, yeah? Yeah, no, like that's... <laughs> It's a model. It's there. We don't know what it does. I would guess it's a leader model because you don't know. No, have the, the model. The model itself is awesome because um, I'm pretty darn sure the rules are just going to make Gene Stealer Cult ambush a lot better, um, oh, maybe, which is yeah. the main gimmick of the Gene Stealer Cults. Um, it's be like planning and, how the ambush happens. Yeah, that's cool. That, that's useful. Yeah. Plus, plus he's going to be awesome for just conversions. Um, I'm oh. going to fully expect a painting diorama where you've got like a Vostroyan command, like desperately. Uh, pouring over this map while they're building oh. a shelter ship. Yeah, oh, that's going to be amazing. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I love the way they painted it as well. The way they painted it is so cool. Oh, yeah, I know. Like, I normally don't Tricky like the way they paint you to the but that's uh, really nice. Yeah, very nice. I, I like the model itself as well. Um, cool looking dude. Great table. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the table's the best bit. And as, as other people have pointed out, uh, it's like this hovering platform. Mm. And then underneath is this whacking great battery pack. Yeah. Uh, and everyone's kind of pointed out like, yeah, so the whole kind of make it a floating table so it's portable thing is completely undone by having a massive battery pack attached to it. Like, this thing is super inconvenient. <laughs> I mean, like, my question is, like, I guess it doesn't invalidate... Well, actually, no, fuck it. I was going to talk about how maybe it messes with the Imperium's not meant to be having hover technology. But then again, like, Primaris turned up and said, fuck that, so... Yeah, it's also not Imperium. It's Gene Stealer Cult, which uh, is technically. Do Imperium I see a great technology. big eagle on the side? Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah. It's got it's like Imperium a damaged tech. Aquila. Or yeah. Aquila, as some people like to say, but Aquila. Aquila! Aquilio! Aquila like tequila. Tequila Mockingbird. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that, that thing's cool. Um,. I don't know. Is it really something for many people? Not really. Yeah. Uh, it's a cool item for painters. If you're genius to the cult, you're going to get this guy. I think that appeals to a very small margin of people, though. Yeah, also, genius to the cults don't have many models, so you kind of have to, for variety's sake, you're going to get this chat. Yeah, and I'm sure he's going to be pretty darn good rules-wise. Yeah. All okay, right. so that's him. On to the next one. We have... <laughs> a blast from the past noise marine which is kind of wonderful because it's a proper ye old school noise marine back when rather than having sonic weapons they just had guitars that killed people which does sound amazing it does it i i like it i mean it's, it's a guitar with a bolt gun in it so i'm pretty sure that the guitar itself is entirely redundant 
It's just he has a guitar. Oh yeah, I think the old ones used to literally just be like death guitars. I can't quite remember. Either way, I like it. I it, I don't think I don't know. It's probably going to be very expensive, and it's going to be really incongruous with pretty much any chaos it's, army you get. Because come on, it is it's definitely a collector's item, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. It's something I do, I you like, have. Just it's like the it's minor cool. things, like it has high heels as well. That's just that's just hilarious. Power high heels. Yeah, power high heels. Let's not forget. Like, I was still. Have they put earrings on it? Uh, yes, three. <coughs> okay. It's wearing three earrings with a zebra print helmet, huge multicolored hair coming out the top. For those of you who haven't seen this picture, go look it up. <laughs> it's very garish, mm. um, but somehow beautiful. <laughs> As it should be. As it really should be. There's a great big mark of his Lanesh across its midsection. Actually, no, across its chest. Its midsection is obscured by a guitar. And it says, and classic noise marine models. And will be on shelves in time for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. no, sorry, it's just a miniature. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's just a miniature. All right. On to the big bit then. The, the vigilous nonsense. Wham daddy of news. Okay. So they're saying that, you know, we, ha we have a new model for Space Marines, which is Marnius Kalgar in Primaris form. Yes. I have so many questions. Do you, though? I, I thought the Primaris Marines were like a new thing that were made. I have to be honest. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure on the process that makes people Primaris. I'm assuming that it's just like a Primaris gene seed that they put in you, and it's like a second becoming ritual, if that makes sense. Hmm. Like you go through the, the Space Marine trial yet again to become a Primaris. Maybe. As it reforms your body. Maybe. Um, uh, I mean, this... It's very interesting in the sense that it goes back to when Primaris first came out, not actually before their release, but when they were released with Dark Heresy and then it had like a bigger release afterwards. People were just talking about how the fact uh, maybe Primaris are just going to replace Space Marines. Yeah. Like uh, over time, Space Marine tactical squads and all that sort of stuff will be phased out. Mm. I, I mean, I would be hesitant to say that GW would do that, but given how many units and models and heroes that have died and disappeared over the years you know like the red terror uh well that was mainly due to um, like that. legal issues okay that that was legal issues but i mean you look at uh, a lot of the eighth edition codices uh you don't have like war bosses on bikes you don't have pain boys on bikes for the orcs uh, a lot of people have missed out on models and again people say yeah the index rules are there that's fine yeah. But because it's not in the codex, you know that GW don't really fully support it, and it might be axed in the future. Yeah. As in, I could very much see in the future, they would just say, from competitive play, you're not allowed to use index models. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I and it'll be. That. Yeah. So only narrative play, and really, who only plays narrative? They've actually gone back on their word on something in the town codex. I can't remember which one it was. Like, I think okay. it was a piece of war gear for Riptides, which you could take from the Index. No, because after, 
<coughs> after the codex came out, people complained that that piece of... I think it was like stim injectors. People complained that bit of war gear was gone. Games Workers said that you could well, you can use the index. They've since FAQ'd it to specifically say you can't use the index for that piece of war gear. Yeah, because it was too strong. Yeah. Um, which is good. Um, and again, again, even. GW is always full of mistakes. I don't blame them for that. You know, it's just what happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, even the index contains mistakes. And especially as the editions go forward, like once we get to ninth edition, are they going to release another index? I don't think so. Right. Yeah, I don't think they're going to have the whole index thing anymore. Like that's hopefully yeah. not. Leave the saving of the world to the codexes. I don't <laughs> think so. I don't think so. So what do we think of the new Minus Calgon model then? I have to say... Uh, I mean, the model itself isn't bad, I would say. It's not yeah. bad. Um, I don't like his ammo hoppers for his bolt guns because it's like yeah. two drums on the back which look like testicles. Yeah, it really <laughs> does. It looks like... Okay, actually, his entire eyes. backpack is a mess. It's an his absolute is fucked up mess because you have like over his shoulders is like the air intakes for jump pack marines. You then have yep. like the golden eagles pointing outwards. You then have like the like exhaust bits on the back of space marine backpacks anyway, below the eagles looking a bit like testicles. And then below that you have two round steel drum feeding stuff for the bolt guns. Yeah, it's definitely a mess. Yeah. Um, the next question would also be, uh, he used to wield the Gauntlets of Ultramar. Gauntlets of Ultramar were two power fists, special relics for the Space Marines, and pretty cool. Like, I, I definitely felt that these were one of the relics that had a kind of a character of their own, chiefly because he grabs an Eldar avatar of Kane's sword, and it melts into his glove, but then he just pulls the sword to the side and smashes the Eldar guy. It was a cool story. Uh, cool for Manius. And he's now become Primaris, which means he's a larger scale model, which in the universe means he's a bigger dude. Yep. Are those still going to be the Gauntlets of Ultramar? Because I'm sorry, they would be smaller. And if you want to say that the Gauntlets of Ultramar have just been reforged into these bigger things, like, oh, come on. Yeah. Come on. You know, it's not the same weapon. And I appreciate that there's always, like, weapon modifications between the eras and there's different, you know, artifices and all that sort of stuff. But... You know, the Space Marines are always about the relics and preserving the relics. Yeah. It was never about, oh, look, this this is the sword that the Emperor wielded. Well, let's just melt that down and make, make it into a steel hat. <laughs> it's still the sword of the Emperor. It's just now a hammer. Yeah. Or a hat. You know, yeah. anyway, so I don't know if he's wearing Gordon's Ultra. I know that's super nitpicky. Um, As you said, the backpack is an absolute mess. Like, they just, I don't know what's going I on. I think there. they it's... thought, they were like, you know, if we get every single space marine backpack thing and throw it on there yeah i mean that, and the everything. weird thing as well is that the um as you said it has this small like air intakes or whatever they are exhausts of the regular backpack below the eagles yeah so the eagles are in the position where you have the normal air intakes exhaust exactly. wherever they are for the backpacks and if you look at the old space marine captain i say old space marine captain because it's well currently a captain but i'm sure it's going to go is they have a backpack and then they have two eagles in the place of the exhausts. They don't have too many ones below. No. So why they've decided to do this for Calgar, 
I think uh, it's because he's meant to be all of weird. the Space Marines, so he has all of the Space Marine stuff, but it looks dumb. Give him tank tracks as well. Give him little tank tracks on so the bottom of his why feet. Does, why does his, like, um, the thing around his head, I don't know what to call it. Is that like his, like, you know, Gravis armor, they have, like, the thing which kind of goes around the head, like, librarian thing. Why it's does it good. look all pointy and scary? Because that's Chaos's style. I don't think it looks pointy and scary. I think it looks ecclesiarchal. Uh, which, again, isn't really Ultramarine style. I think it's because they wanted to put the, the shroud over the head, like on the Gravis Captain, because yeah. they have, like, a big, like, shroud at the top, like a Starcraft, Starcraft II Marine. Um, I think they wanted to do that, but then they thought, oh, shit, he's a, he's a natural hero. We better tone it Show back. Yeah, and then they didn't want to make it flat because they realized flat looks better as people have converted, as our friends have converted, where they just cut off the top of the shroud. Um, it just looks way better when the arm is flat and then you have the head, like a typical space marine, basically, yeah. instead of a StarCraft II marine. Uh, the pose itself is weird. I never really liked that Mindus Calgar pose. Like, he's got one fist in the air with a gun in the air. Like, I'm not sure if he's meant to be, like, shooting it, like, ah! Oh, that wasn't the, the old model, wasn't that, though? The old it, model was uh, just fists out either side, firing guns. Yeah, that's the Terminator version. Oh. When when he was in the Space Marine armor, his he was posed like that. Oh, okay. That's that's what that pose is. <sighs> so it's gone. He has one arm in the air, one arm in front of him, which is the old pose. Yep. Then they changed it to he's the Terminator version, where he has his arms either side running forward, which it's was fantastic. a far better pose, far mm. better pose, way more so, dramatic. Very minor thing, but the ammo, like the ammo, like um, belts Feeds. going into his guns, also were way bigger. It made it, it made it look like he was firing like I don't know rockets out of those things. Yeah, these look like toy belts, really. Yes, they like, really if do. you look at the ammo hoppers, look at the guns. Like, I know it's 40k, I know, like, nothing makes sense and nothing's meant to be realistic. I know, no, 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 I know, no. I know. But, look, 40K it's like, is it's about tiny. Having, yeah. It's tiny. About having a great big fuck-off gun that maybe would, would be technically too heavy for someone to hold. Doesn't matter. Rule of cool, make it big and chunky and, like, boomstick. I think he would have done far better to have, instead of the mess of a backpack that he's got there, if he had had like a Devastator backpack mixed with Captain backpack, so it's like um, huge ammo feeds on the back of him, and then with like beautiful adornments on it with an iron halo on top, that would have looked awesome. Yeah, that could have worked well, yeah. Like it it could have been really chunky as well, because he's now Primaris size, he could have a really chunky backpack because he's strong enough to wield it now. Sorry. Law-wise, this is very, very strange um, because it's Marnius again saying, look, the Primaries are just better. Let's all be like them. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I can kind questions. of see it in that, you know, to help They're bigger fight shit become bigger and stronger. I can see that. Yeah, but then it, if, you know, if the leadership are doing this, eventually they'll trigger down to the soldiers, therefore Primaries' future. Yeah, yeah, I, I could see that being the way forwards. And I definitely don't see any more regular Space Marine kits coming. I think it's all going Probably to be Primaris not, from yeah. now on. Because like, the last Maybe Space Marine kit that came out was, wasn't it Death Watch? Yes. I mean, well, don't get me wrong. I think Death Watch and Space Wolves and all that stuff, they might get new models for Space Marine size stuff. Yeah. But I think the generic Space Marine brand line will be Primaris. Yeah. And, and like not, Dark, Dark Angels, it slipped into Dark Angels as well. They're pretty Primaris heavy. I'm not uh, against that either, because Primaris stuff does have a slightly different aesthetic, which I quite like, and I'd like to see them explore that more. I think the Primaris are better proportioned. I will yeah, give them that. Yeah. Uh, I don't like a lot of their stuff, though. 
Uh, I have to say, I don't really care for the, really? the flyer, the like grav tank. I don't care for that. Oh yeah, the repulsor's ugly as sin. And I think the aggressors look silly. The jetpack ones. I quite silly. like the, the aggressors and the inceptors, but I quite like the Starcraft Marines. So the Reaper. No, I just mean like a, the general. Oh, Starcraft the general. Marines. I quite like that yeah. helmet. They, they look like, like the Reapers though. Armor. I mean, the, Primaris are basically Starcraft smashed with forty k, which I mean, it's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not a fan of Primaris. I'm also not a fan of when GW phase out people's models. I really fucking hate that because yeah. as a fantasy player, um, and especially because we were involved, you know, well, we started in fourth edition and there definitely have been a lot of models dropped since. Yeah. Uh, you do just have models which don't have rules anymore. And then you have to make scratch build rules for that and then only certain opponents will fight you. Yeah, or have it be, it counts as this, but does that count anymore? Like, will people accept that? Yeah, and it, it just gets super iffy. So I'm not a fan of phasing things out, ever. Yeah. I think you should always just include rules for it, like the indexes do, but I want to see them update the index indices, which I know they won't, but hey-ho. So a bit ranty, a bit rabbity yeah. there, but... <laughs> you know. Long story short, he's also stood right next to a, a um, Tyranid skull, yeah. Which is, uh, it's cool, but I, I think Tyranids and Ultramarines are definitely way out of the picture okay, right now. Look, that that was when we were getting into the hobby. That was like 2003. Like, Yeah. That's a long time ago. A long time has passed. <laughs> that that whole conflict really doesn't matter anymore. Also, the fact he's stepping on a little rock makes the pose a little bit sillier. Yes, it's like he's found a small rock. And, and then... Yeah, to perform this like karate pose. Yeah, yeah it is as if you've seen that rock jump. and stepped into the pose. Yeah, it's definitely it. It's ugh. I don't know, but then I like the model. Strangely, yes. Other than I, the backpack, these complaints. I like it. Someone convert that backpack, please, and then I'll be happy. The thing is, I could even see myself like fielding it, even with the goofy pack back, a uh, goofy backpack, and being like, "That's a goofy backpack," but it wouldn't bother me too much. Whereas, you know, there's some models that are just so ugly you wouldn't field them. Yes. Yes, I do. I can't think of one right now, but definitely Pulse some. Grav tank. Yeah, I think I'd still field it, but I just wouldn't be happy. <laughs> wouldn't be happy <laughs> That's doing fair it. enough. Well, so uh, if, you let's... Like your, if you like the Repulsor Grav tank, that is fine. Yep, everyone each their own. Anyway, yeah. moving on. Moving on. The next model. Let's do models first. Uh, yeah, because we're going through. Oh god, I oh I'm so sorry. It's this Raptor King Spearman. Da first da da da. First of all, new chaos. Good. First of all, first of all, his spear is bent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well then, GW. Even you can't build fucking spears yeah. that don't bend. Like, this is something of like a sticking point for us. When you know that the models of not maybe not a bad quality, but. When, they just when, have weak they, points. They have like a really big flat area supported by a tiny hinge. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, man, this is just going to break as soon as I put it in the box. Like Admech. Admech and Scions, I automatically cut all the antenna off of because I know some point in transport. Even if you're super careful, like I pack my guys with foam, plenty of space around them. I leave, you know, not a lot of pressure on them, but enough to keep them in situ and they still just break. I, I nearly broke a pistol for my Dark Eldar. Just cutting a it out pistol. of the sprue. Oh yeah, no, that's that's a big danger as well. It's like, it's like a teeny tiny like 
teeniest little thinnest bit of, bit of plastic poking off the back of that pistol, which I brushed, and it then went, oh, oh, I've been stretched. I may snap. I was like, oh, God, put that back into place and never touch it again. Yeah. And at some point, it will break. Yeah. And at that point, at that stage in the game, you'd just be like, ah, fuck it, I'll paint it silver, and that's it. Like, transporting broken gun. any of this Dark Elder actually scares me. Like, just, just consider Okay, so mo- moving away from your Dark Elder... Yeah, sorry. Uh, Let's go back to this Chaos Man. Um, I really like the model, actually. I'm not a fan of the spear whatsoever. I like like that they've painted, like, this burning rune on it. Like, it's basically, guys, it's an over-designed raptor model, but it looks really cool. Uh, It looks scary as well, in my opinion. I know. I I wouldn't like to have that thing leap at me. I have the slight issue that I think it's more the angle they've taken the picture at. Because I think the pose is actually, like, you know, one leg is... Because he's leaping like almost so he's like horizontal. There's like one knee forwards and one leg further back. Except the angle they've taken the photo out, it makes it seem as though both legs are just straight back behind him. Yeah, I think that's definitely the photo because I can see that his knee is bent and his the knee other is bent knee is and straight. his hips are twisted. Yeah, like he's he's like flying forwards. Think like heroic pose. Uh, Leonidas, end of three hundred. If he was leaping when he was throwing that spear, yeah, uh, basically that. He has a really cool claw. In his right hand. It's like a lightning bolt. It looks beautiful. Like one of those beautiful chaos ones where they actually have talons instead of fingers. Um, I do love the chaos lightning claws. They're fantastic. He's got a really nice backpack in the standard Raptor design, which I'm a fan of anyway. Uh, And then it's got like these big skull racks. It has a lot of skulls on here. To the point where somebody else is definitely putting these skulls on his equipment. (laughs) Like it's a point. I think it's different cultists are daring each other to do it without him noticing. Yeah, it's flying slightly you... lower today. Yeah. Fifty thousand skulls on his back. Well, there'll be a point where he can no longer take off just due to the sheer number of skulls on the model. He won't be able to stand up straight. <laughs> Tilted back. Oh, Manius, you're in the sky again. <laughs> I, I like how some of them aren't human as well. Yeah. So I mean, this guy's really cool blend, in my opinion, of sort of bone, teeth, mm. and chaos. Uh, his face is a little bit way too frowny. It is. Like, they've made his eyes into angry eyes. <laughs> well, the Chaos kind of do that, though. Like, even space standard Space Marines have, like, angry eyes. They do, they do. But this guy's is a little bit too far. Yeah. Like, if you look at the um, brand-new Chaos Space Marine troop models from uh, Blackstone. Blackstone Fortress, they have the perfect amount of angry eye. Like, it's oh, angry, just... it's evil, but it's not too much. Whereas this They're guy is definitely though. too much. Like, please. Yeah. Please, Gucci Dobbs, come on, chaos, like, give us new chaos stuff, because those... He's also got skulls hanging off a belt behind him, which I'd never noticed. Had you not? That's why I was saying, there's skulls see everywhere. That. Yeah, there's there's a bit too many skulls going on here. He has um, a skull on one of his knees, that's part of the design. I think there's, like, a bit of a skull coming off the side of his other leg, which has a mouth in it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and the spear also annoys me, because he's holding the spear at the very end of the spear with the blade... Yeah, so it's thus like, nullifying all the benefits of the spear, unless he's doing that so it's balanced so he can throw it, which I don't think he's doing. To be fair, if they give him rules for throwing that spear and you can bring it back, all bets are off. I always like it in games, uh, well, 40k fantasy, when you can throw weapons, such as the fucking awesome dwarf relic uh, in 8th edition fantasy, where you could turn your hammer into Mjolnir and just throw the hammer out. That's wonderful. It had like a 12-inch range, throw the hammer, struck at the profile of the hammer, so you can make it like a really powerful relic hammer. <laughs> That's wonderful. 
it's awesome. It was awesome. Very sad think, that it's gone. I think that the um, um, damn it, we miss you, fancy. Like the racks on the jetpacks, they remind me of the old metal terminate chaos terminator um, spikes on the armor. Yeah, or the or the land raider spikes because it's or the land raider spikes. Yeah. Um, I don't like the fact he, that he is standing on a little bit of like metal poking out of an ultramarine. Yeah, that's weird. We definitely need a 360 on that because it also looks like one of the Chaos flesh pipes and you know what I mean if you've seen New Chaos. It's like flesh around. <laughs> one of the Chaos flesh pipes, eh? Yeah, it, it's flesh around ribbed metal. <laughs> like, that's just what it is for all of them. Also, like, that's... it. I know that they're trying to give look... it a more dynamic pose, but it comes at the cost of having to look silly a bit as a result because he has to be standing on like a little thing. Yeah, I, I'm of the opinion all jump troops don't need to be mid-flight. Yeah, I, I don't like that trend. Because A, it means they're more breakable. B, it looks worse. It'd be cool if this guy was just running and getting ready to launch. Like, he was, like, squatting down a little bit, like, getting ready to fire forwards. Like, that would look cool. Uh, the only thing I will say about this guy, I do like the model. Uh, I don't collect Chaos at the minute. Vanilla Chaos, I collect Death Guard, so I won't be buying him. But he doesn't look like the big bad for a campaign. He's meant to be, though. He's meant to be, but why isn't it a new Abaddon model? Yeah, Riddle why isn't it that. a new Abaddon model? Why has Minus Calgar got a new model? Because he's the, he's the big Ultraman guy. Yep, fair enough. Uh, so this is all about the Vigilus campaign, which we'll get to in a minute. So why is this guy? Where's this maybe, random new Raptor dude? Why not Abaddon? They've got upset that they can't release Primaris Lieutenant, uh, Lieutenants for Chaos, and they have to find a way around that. So just going to make Chaos Lieutenants? Yeah. I wonder what scale this guy is at, because that's a Primaris, and he looks quite big. Oh, wait, that's a Primaris. That is Primaris, yeah. Oh, God, yeah, it is. It's all, it's all intricate. <laughs> that's true. You can tell by the cod piece. This man may be quite large, then. Then again, the yeah, Chaos this... models are, like, Primaris-sized. Yeah, which is why I think the whole thing is shifting to a bigger scale. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, this dude does not look like the big bad. Why the fuck isn't it? Uh, he's called Harkon World Claimer. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah. He doesn't look like a World Claimer. He looks like an angry Raptor champion. Yeah, he, that, that's basically who maybe will make his mark on the universe when he kills some general chap, but swiftly dies afterwards. Like that's what he looks like. He looks like fodder. He looks like chaos yeah. fodder. He's the person that will kill a squad of guardsmen, and you'll be happy that he's got his points. Yeah, he didn't make his points back, but he looked okay. cool. Yeah, no, he, he did something vaguely cool. But also, I this is a very, very minor nitpick, but he's called Harkon. And we already have a Harker. Yeah, but this is Harkening back to his world-claiming days. Yeah, but we also have the World Eaters and the World Breakers. Yeah, it, it's a mess of a name. Uh, but then, however, I don't mind it being a mess of the name if he's a very minor character. Like, that that name also supports the fact that he's just this minor schleb, schleb, who's just going to die. <laughs> like, yeah, like the, the, the canon ending you know, will be not even Minus Calgar bothered to kill him. He died to an artillery shell. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, but that's what it should be, but they're obviously going to dress him up too much. Why not just make him a lieutenant I think, to be fair, of if they're Abaddon? Gonna do, if they're going to do a new Abaddon model, they would have to wait for Chaos release. Yes, but they have just released Marnius Calgar without yeah. a big Space Marine release. Yeah, but for I some reason they, they did the Space Marine release way back. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> they came out with eighth. Yep. Um, 
But I'm just saying, if they, if you're just gonna release random cool new models, why not Abaddon? Yeah. And then they have to dress it up that this guy's the big bad when he doesn't look like the big bad. Nothing about him says I'm the big bad. Also, you have to remember that most of their like proper top tier, we're making brand new important character models are probably going to be working on Primarchs right now. Well, they fucking yeah, better be. Maybe, maybe, but then Abaddon should be high priority. Yeah. Like, okay, before we get into Vigilus proper, this is just the discordancy of 40k at the minute, which is really pissing me off a little bit. Um, <laughs> it's like, it's nitpicky, because I love the hobby, don't get me wrong, it's just super nitpicky. But the fact that they're just only like this mess of like releases and new models that have no correspondence with what the fuck is going on with the story. Like, for example, they just like the orcs, the orc buggies, you know, hey, fuck it, let's just, let's just have some buggies. Like, what? What? We this is just new boy so, models. Yeah, this is supposed to be the most dramatic time of all 40k for the for the time being because we didn't start in the heresy. Um, yeah, and yeah, it's just like this stupid fifth and a faff round where we're not even getting anywhere. We're not even getting the models that we want, not the models we called for. Like they're saying, like, holy shit, Abaddon is the major player. He's come to Cadia. He's smashed the planet. He's destroyed it. Chaos is now ripping the universe apart. What's actually happening in game terms? Nothing. Nothing has happened whatsoever. Abaddon isn't some monstrous demon, energized power shiter. He's just the same old dude. Yeah. All the Cadians are still there. There's no real more chaos stuff going on. Okay, Mortarians come back. Uh, Nothing happened. Yeah, Nothing happened. The other dude came back, Magnus. Also Nothing happened. happened. The Eldar are now in bed with the Space Marines, which is just fucking terrible. Um, yeah, I, I mean... We'll probably have to wait for like, the GW, like, just, drop. Yeah, but GW, just get it together. This should be, like, money time. I know that they're making super good money. Don't get me wrong. Like, their shares are, like, four times the highest they've ever been. I know. But... Like, if you just made it, so it was like, okay, new Imperial guys, new heroes. New Chaos guys, new heroes, because the Chaos are meant to be coming back. Instead, it's like, hey, let's wait a year and a half and then release three new Chaos models. Four with Harkon World Claimer. <laughs> what? No, no, no one <laughs> army did doing? get the models it asked for. One army this year has been given brand spanking new models, which made everyone happy. That was Knights. Yeah, Knights. But, you know, come on. It's meant to be the time of chaos. It's meant to be the time of the Xenos. Instead, it's just, hey, look, let's suck more Imperial dick, more specifically the Ultramarine dick. And, like, I know that's the narrative. No, no, I know that's the whole narrative. They've been like, making sucking Primaris stop. dick recently with all the Primaris lieutenants that have been coming out. Yeah, but that's for Ultramarines. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Bloody old. Okay, so anyway, so let, let's get on to Vigilus. What the fuck is Vigilus? What is Vigilus? <laughs> what does it mean? Okay, so we have, like, it's, it's a new campaign book that's coming out. And, okay, they, one of the things they have is, like, they're uh, going on about this sort of urban conquest system you can to set up, like, modular map-based campaigns, which I actually really, really like the sound of. I don't know, because I've done modular maps before and it doesn't really translate to anything, and you just find out that it's just, like, a gimmick. I... I guess it depends how well they do it, because on the one hand, the issue with campaigns can be, how do you score them? Plus, campaigns rarely ever trickle into the battle, um, so it makes the battles just feel like six separate battles. battles. 
yeah, just six separate battles, and then there's some made up outcome at the end of it, and it's like ah. Like, yeah. it's far more awesome. Like, I really love the idea because they did the tiles. They did the um, Planetary Conquest or whatever it's called, which I did buy and I do have the tiles for. Um, where they're like, okay, yeah, it's going to be this map and then you're going to fight for different areas of the map. But because... I don't know, maybe it was a limitation of just doing regular battles, which I think is the big problem. You have to do, like, special battles with special outcomes and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, but it just felt like just six random battles or whatever. And even when you have the tiles, like normally what happens is someone takes a tile from you. Maybe it's like a hive city and you want the hive city. So then you, in your turn, attack the hive city and then maybe you get it back or maybe you don't. But then they take the next tile and then you need that next tile back to get to the hive city. So you just fight over like one or two tiles until the game ends. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's it, Yeah. It's also like the kind of thing whereby you feel this, well, I would feel for campaign, I'd need to have a large enough collection to have a variety of things. So you could have some missions which were smaller or larger or have like a limited, um, the defender only has this, uh, like say heavy supports and troops, that kind of thing. Or the attacker has way more fast attack. Yeah, I mean, well, that's something I tried to do um, during when I tried it was I had three different armies. One was like a fast attack army, one was a heavy support army, one was an infantry army. Yeah. And then, like, for the bigger battles, you get them to work together. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I also did um, a campaign in Warhammer Fantasy, because my friend made a really awesome Altdorf map, which is really fucking good, by the way. Like, he should have put it on Reddit. He would have got all the all the upvotes. Um, using the um, Conquest tiles. And we played o Ogre Kingdoms versus Empire. And basically, just what happened was, you know, it's the same army versus the same army. Just over and over. Yeah. And if one army is better, then they just win more. And so, for example, I had Ogre Kingdoms. Ogre Kingdoms were just extraordinarily good. So I just steamrolled them. And just every game was like, okay, it's the same guys. Okay, there's some objectives, but it's the same armies. Like, we know what the weaknesses are. We know that my list is just stronger. You know, it, yeah, you really need, like, a diverse collection. I think it's better if you have more people because then more people can moderate it a little yeah. bit better. And it'd be really fun to have like three-way, four-way fights in cities and all that sort of stuff. Um, I will say this though: the picture they've used is awesome because it's guard versus tau. Uh, which one? The cover one is orcs versus space marines versus. Oh, no, I'm saying like the uh, picture they have with their uh, models. Oh, in the city. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It should have been Vostroians versus tau to relive that uh, awesome cities of death battle. Mm. Mm. But yeah, so that they've. They've put like promotional material up, which I'm sure is in the book, and it's just this glorious city of the new kits, which um, are wonderful. Which are wonderful, and there's yeah, Tower versus Guard, and they're sort of spread everywhere. And one of those magnificent GW photos, like the GW do great photos, they do great jobs. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's basically going to be Cities of Death, isn't it? Kind of on a larger scale, which I, I'm hopeful for. Bizarrely, like. Oh, no, yeah, I'm definitely hopeful. I'm excited yeah. for it. I'll tell you that much. I'm excited for it. But, you know, I'm ugh, I'm going to issue the doubt card on as to whether the campaign is going to work. That's that's fair enough. I mean, even Necromunda campaigns have issues. Like, yeah. I think the issue is that Games Workshop games are, like, notoriously hard to balance... Anyway, in a, and in then when you start throwing in... battle, if you have one battle that gives you an advantage in the next one, yeah, yeah it's yeah. just it, it's all fucked. 
It's a runaway game. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I think this is why you need the chaotic element of multiple players, and I think that's why those campaigns work better. Yeah. Because you will naturally... So say there's four of you. Two of you will naturally pull ahead, and two of the others are getting worse. And then you have, like, big, multiple-layered battles where everyone's fighting everyone. And hopefully, you then try and moderate it by three of you ganging up on the one. <laughs> and I think that's why Necromunda... Because Alan and I have done uh, a few Necromunda campaigns now. Yeah. And it definitely gets to the point where one gang just gets a significant advantage in a 1v1. Yeah, yeah. And you can really press that advantage. I mean, Necromunda's, you know, we play it as gentlemen. So Necromunda's worse for it because you can push it even further, which I don't think they would do for Vigilus. Such as, for example, you can just get game modes where it gives you a really high likelihood to kill the enemy's gang members and do serious damage to them and gain massive XP for yourself, which is obviously a huge swing. Mm. Um, and you can just choose to do that which I don't think will happen in Vigilus. Uh, but anyway, going back to Necromunda, the example of Necromunda is through just all the random chance of the board game, if you have multiple people, it just gets so much better. Um, so I think, had yeah. Multiple had, person Necromunda. I haven't had a multiple one, but I do think it is the solution. Yeah. So for example, one ganger gets really far ahead. He's, you know, he's got all the good equipment. All his guys are really high skill level. Um, I don't think that they could beat three other gangs. <laughs> no. You know, it might happen, maybe. but I don't think so. With and my then, dice yeah. rolling, maybe. Which I'm hoping is kind of vigilous, because by looking at the campaign book itself, and it's kind of saying, like, you know, for multiple players, because the campaign has done it in one of the Dark Crusade, sorry, Dawn of War styles, um, where it's one planet everyone's turned up yeah. tau orcs imperium chaos everyone's there because it's a big dust up i don't really know what uh the planet has which is making everyone do this i, I don't mean, know if the tower have turned up i think the tower may have stayed out of it well they're in the bloody promotional picture so. they are they are hang on i think they have to be in it i can find out actually there's also a gene stealer cult like gene stealer cult like come on guys let me quickly check what are you doing is now there... Yeah, no mention of the Tau. Tau have stayed out. I think also the Necrons have stayed out of it. All right, okay. But there's nothing stopping everyone from using their rules. And yeah, yeah, obviously, obviously. So, yeah, it's it sold as, like, a big multiplayer campaign, which is perfect. That's what we're looking for. It is exciting. I will be buying the book. I just don't know if it's going to be amazing. I don't know it. Maybe some stuff later will bring it back. Oh, no, that's in chapter proof. Never mind. Never mind. Well, we'll see. On to the next bit. Gene Stealer Cults. We, there's some more models. Because their codex is next. They, they flat out say at the end of these models, says, don't worry, we haven't forgotten about your codex. You're next. So that is the next codex coming, as we expected. Bit of a shame it wasn't this year, but, you know. So. Now, if I were to say to you, because you have some Gene Stealer Cults, if I had to say, what do you want from new models? What would you have said? I would say, from Gene Steel Cults, I'd be looking for something um, maybe with just a little bit of durability mm. and harder hitting. Because the army kind of has the mobility down with its um, transport, with its deep strike potential. I mean, well, the true story is is that you don't even use the transport because you just use Gene Steel 
Gene Stealer Cult Ambush. Yep. And with the new Map Man, Map Man, who's going to hopefully make it a lot better. And that's just what you're going to do every yeah. game. Every game. So, naturally, their new models are a selection of bikes and a quad bike. Okay, mixed opinions here. I like the quad bike. Weird. I think the quad bike looks very heavy duty Imperial. Um, it does. Like, I. The Gene Stiller Cult aesthetic is really weird because it doesn't look like it's part of the rest of 40k, which I initially didn't like. But I've actually come around to a lot because it's obviously a different part of 40k that you don't see. It's the very rudimentary civilian side of things. Yeah. Which, which is awesome. I think is great. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. And I think it does suit the aesthetic. And it does. It does, yeah. As is, I actually quite like the bikes. Oh, God, I hate the bikes. <laughs> I hate them. Oh man, they're so terrible. I guess I like them from the perspective that we can do an awesome like bunch of Mad Max style stuff with them. <laughs> yeah, but that's not really Gene Steel Cult style. No, I've no like, idea why I'm... Gene Steel Cults have them. Yeah, like <laughs> what? And just if you combine the quad bike or the ATV with the um with the dirt bikes, it feels very much like an eighties Power Ranger gang. <laughs> Doesn't it? Yeah. It's like these guys are hassling the mall, you know. Damn these guys, you know. Ring, ding, ding. Like think, um. Oh god, Evil Dead. No, not Evil Dead. Christ, no, not Evil Dead. Um, <laughs> what's the one? What's the film where they go to the mall? Uh, Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead. Oh, yeah, the, and the they, biker gang. The biker gang that turns up like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's like the jeans to the gods. Like, hold on, this is meant to be a game. Of titans clashing, planets dying, and these guys are wanking about on bikes. It kind of makes sense though, because they are the civilian side of things. They are, but also like they should be so bad. Like this is versus like Lehman Rust tanks. You've got like bikes with dudes with axes. Like yeah, also there's I mean, the issue that like they're meant to be the industrial side of things. Yeah. So these bikes just they they don't quite would, fit in. I also don't like the look of the bikes. Like, as a bike, not a fan. Because it's meant to be... It's like heavy-duty um, dirt bike. Yeah. But somehow it's like... I think it would have been better if they had just gone for heavy-duty bikes. Or even trikes. Yeah, then you're going down the orc line. And they want to keep the trike for the orc war boss. I'm liking the axe, though. Because one of these uh, gentlemen it... is holding an axe. And I really like that axe. I'm not sure why. Yeah, no, the axe is beautiful. Um, yeah, like I think chiefly because it's like obviously a very primitive axe. There's a bit of damage on the axe. Um, yeah, it's the fact there's a bit of damage. I think it has have, because it has that um, like those dips in the side where they're obviously saving material. Yeah, like that. That's really nice. That comes as being once the industrious uh, industrial. Also on the left, is he holding a grenade launcher? That is a grenade launcher. Yeah. But then okay, they have, like, be... little saddlebags on the bikes. It's like, no, I think these guys should be, like, a fast, hard-hitting, possibly suicide unit. But, okay, imagine these units. Imagine yeah. these bikers. Versus, like, orcs. Yeah. Like, they're definitely a suicide unit. <laughs> they, only, they only work when you think of, like, okay, PDF units, like, of guard. Where a dude on a bike with an axe is going to be pretty dangerous, <laughs> which 
yeah, again, that suits Genes to the Cult, which is great. But I think the, the limit limitation of Genes to the Cult is just the fact that they are a little bit too much of the whole. The squishtastic. No, no, no. And it just the combination of their law and their models and all that stuff means that they should only ever fight the Imperium. Kind of, yeah. Like, or in these situations where an enemy invades, they turn up. But the ultimate goal of the Genes to the Cult is to take over the planet and then feed themselves to the Tyranids other you know, either willingly or screaming and dragged to the, to the broth pools. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I, I, I do have jeans to the cult. I bought them when they first came out. Very excited, very happy. But just narratively, they're so kind of weak. And I think these bikes are, again, just there, kind of a weak effort. Is there a colossal fuck-off aberrant model that's coming along, though? Yeah, which is very cool. I do like those ones. And the triple shot dust of man. Yeah, which is fucking awesome. Um, see, but I think that's more the the line that the gene stealers should go down. I think more of the uh, blending the lines between human and monster, tyranid. Yeah. yeah, like I don't know my my dream army for the gene stealer cults, which I will get to at some point. Uh, I've said it before to Alan. Is just to have like a mix of like Morlocks and like raveners yeah so it's like the underground terror coming up with them like they've just lain dormant on the planet and now they're they're turning up the genes of the cult um but like even with vigilus you know okay the genes of the cult have turned up there's no way that any single person involved in the hobby is thinking yeah genes of the cults are going to be the guys that win <laughs> nobody's thinking that nobody's thinking that uh like it uh... And, like, they released new models for Gene Steeler Cult for this Vigilus thing. Like, oh, my God, look, Gene Steeler Cult's Vigilus. But but you want the big bad to be Chaos. And and you but give I, them this... this I, uh... I appreciate the fact that for a change, they're letting other people be important. Oh, yeah, no, I don't mind that. I But, I, you know... These are I the guys. We, we said it a long time ago that we're not a fan of the fact that 8th edition is yet again Imperial chaos because it's getting a bit boring now yeah. but the the far larger issue which again we've mentioned before is the fact that you want to make it imperium versus chaos but you're not even pushing chaos at all yeah yeah and it's like reboot gilliman turns up he fixes the world he fixes the universe he's getting new models all these new guys are coming out minus calgo gets a new model chaos get one schleb who's designed to die very I guess, clearly i guess now Parker. that um reboot gilliman has turned up Minus Kalgar has been downgraded a bit. He's no longer the savior of mankind. He's just another dude now. Yeah, but I mean, we'll touch on that in the uh, the Imperium episode we're going to do. That's true. But anyway, so it's just this complete discordancy of like, yeah, let's push Gene Steeler Cult in the big fight with Chaos. What? What? And like Orcs beforehand, Orcs, again, they've completely missed the buck here because they give them new, like, weird buggies, but like... Man, Vigilus is going to be huge. It's going to be epic. It's going to be apocalyptic scale fights between many different armies, all vying for the same bit of territory, destroying the surroundings in their cataclysmic warfare. But instead, it's like, hey, let's have some, some little buggies. Some dudes on bikes. Let's have some dudes on bikes. Let's have some orcs in buggies. Like, did you just want to do it? Like, is someone at GW trying to do like a splinter game where Speed Freaks is like just the tip of the iceberg where every army is going to get bikes and I did think that when I saw these bikes I was like stuff. is this going to be, are they going to have like the gene stealer cults expansion to speed freaks 
where it's it, yeah. the Gene Sealer cults versus the Speed Freaks. Like, and what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely feels that way. But anyway, so yeah, vying for small, insignificant. Well, okay, I'm not going to go that far, but it's definitely a weird release. Uh, but the Aberrant coming and the Tri-Shot Man and the Map Man are all exciting for Gene Sealer cults. These guys are just weird, and I don't think they're going to sell that well. I don't know. I mean, they will do nicely for terrain, though. Get rid of the riders and just put a couple oh, of bikes yeah, lying yeah, around and like just... a quad bike or two, like just as vehicles. To get the rider off and remove them from the bike. Uh... <laughs> I imagine very easy. Okay, so that's done. Wrath and Rapture. Wrath and Rapture. Oh, Wrath and Rapture. Tim Wrath and Rapture. I'm disappointed, but I also kind of accept that my expectations were set too high. Yep. No news for Meshi Demonets. No, we we got new fiends, which are better than the old ones. They still, they're a bit like, weird. They look a bit weird, and I my opinion of them changes whether they're trying too hard to be weird or whether they've hit the right level of weird. Uh I don't know. I think it's still too weird. I think they could do with toning Slanesh down a little bit, which I know is anti-law. Oh, no, I, I think I, they've I think they've gone too one far of two with ways. the weird Either stuff. amp it up, bring back the old demonets, or change it so it's less. Oh, make it weird and scary. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's still yeah. just a bit too weird. Yeah, uh, but we have okay. a new a harp playing person, which I really don't give a fuck about. Hold on, hold on. The harp is really cool. It, it the is, harp is really yeah. cool. It is simply because it harkens. Oh, there it is. Oh. Back to the Dark Ages of forty k. And what do I mean by Dark Ages? I mean fucking grim Dark Ages, because she has a man kneeling down. It's the demonette lady. Man kneeling down, his arms pulled backwards into a V above him, and tendons from his body have been stretched into a crude Slaneshi harp. It is violent, visceral as fuck. And it's back to old 40k. Like, yeah, five was... years ago, if this model had come out, I'd be like, holy shit, GW's on crack. You know, they've gone crazy from their standard line. Uh, and now it's really exciting because they're, they're acknowledging that, yeah, there is darkness in this game. And Thank that you. makes me hopeful. It makes me very hopeful for the Empress children. Yeah, if they're, if they're a bunch of cruel, sick bastards, that's going to be awesome. Yeah. That, it, I, yeah, the harp is awesome. I take back what I said. The harp is fucking awesome. Yeah, the harp is really cool. Really cool. And it's beautifully painted and just, oh, it's lovely. Guys, if you haven't seen it yet, just just Google that harp. You will enjoy it. It's, it's glorious. The new Karanak model looks great, I think. It does. I mean, I'm it's upset bigger, because it's not it's Slanesh, more powerful. It, it's cool. It's very cool. It's definitely cool. I would have liked it, though, if they made the heads a little bit more distinct. Yeah. Because the two bottom ones are basically the same head and the top one's different. Because they are meant to do different stuff, aren't they? They're meant to see in different dimensions. Like one of them sees your thoughts, one of them sees you in the real world, one of them sees you in the warp or something. I can't remember. Yeah, like it would have been cool if there's time or something. Yeah, yeah. It would be cool if there's a little bit of variation. But overall, I'm happy with the model. I think yeah. it's cool. They've increased the size of him, which is much better, considering that he's meant to be the Hound of Corn. Yeah. Like not just a small doggy, but the Hound of Corn. Which is the right place. The box art is really cool as well. I really like the box yeah, art. The box art is really good. It's 80s as hell, and I love that. Yeah. Like, I'm still like a little bit tempted by it, even though, like, 
the Slanesh stuff, only the harp is really awesome. Yeah, I, I don't know. I would say, in my personal I opinion, I, I still wouldn't be asked at the end of the day because. Yeah, only the harp, in my opinion. Yeah. Maybe get the harp so, yeah. elsewhere. Rathom Rapture is cool. Um, not sure how popular it's going to be. Maybe for Age of Sigma it's going to yeah. be very popular, but for 40k, I don't see a lot of people buying that. Like, hopefully, Slanesh is doing better. Like, Slanesh Demons are doing better in Age of Sigma than they're doing in 40k. Doing something? In 40k, they're fucked. Demons aren't that much of a problem once you split open the Eye of Terror. It actually gets easier, yeah. believe it or not. <laughs> On a wider front, that means at any one moment you're fighting less of them. Yep, fact. Right? Fact. Bringing demons into the real world en masse makes them easier to kill. It's the fucking ninja rules. It's ninja rules, that's what it is. Yep. The more of the them more they are, there are, the less the deadly weaker they are. are. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that's just all of 40k at the minute, other than space marines and ultramarines. No, even then. Like, the more space orcs you get, the less dangerous story, they are. He will, like, murder everything and maybe get killed at the end by a horde of enemies. If there's a billion space marines, most of them will die. Yeah, it's only the heresy times. Come on, that's that's all. Uh, when Tyranids went to McCrag? Yeah, but don't don't forget, don't forget. And they had the little stroll. McCrag is the exception because McCrag is awesome, and the Ultramarines actually lost something, which clearly means some writer went rogue. <laughs> some writer went rogue. <laughs> some writer went rogue. I'm pretty sure he snuck that into like the printing press. <laughs> that story was never meant to be in there, but they're like, "Fuck it, we've got to just release it." <laughs> it's one of those. <laughs> There's like the writer, you know, over his desk, writing it out hurriedly, you know, sort of panicking. I think they found me. Writing a letter to his loved ones, mails it, leaves for yeah. work, sneaks in, glancing over his shoulder. He's fairly sad. What are you doing following him. That I said. <laughs> no. Tell my wife. The Ultramarines suck ass. <laughs> Tell my wife. The Ultramarines can lose. He sacrificed himself for that truth. God damn it, it's almost worth it losing a human life for that. It's <laughs> bit at the end of Watchmen. Spoiler for Watchmen. Uh, he leaves the printing press to find the G uh, GW firing squad. <laughs> Do it. Do it! Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's Wrath and Rapture. <laughs> yeah, that's Wrath and Rapture for you. Now, the Warbringer. ba 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 Bam! This is the new like warlord class titan. It's beautiful. I have some complaints. It's beautiful. <laughs> like its shoulder pads are a bit too big, but I get why they're there, and I know why they're that size. Okay, let me let me jump on that. Mm. First of all, this guy resembles the shape of the old Warlord, where they're very round on top. It's actually where the knights got their design cue for being so round on top from. Yeah. Uh, because that's the old Warlord. Uh, he has very tall shoulder pads, but that's because they're essentially crenellations on a castle, because they're protecting the open-topped artillery platform on top of the behemoth. Which is an open-topped great big fuck-off revolver. Yeah, it's a huge revolver yeah, cannon. Seeing the 3D picture, actually, it looks way better because it goes really far back. Oh, there's a 3D picture? picture? Uh, let me give you a link. There's a revolving like 3D image here, Ooh. which is gorgeous. Gorgeous! Yes, no, like because the, the Titan itself is really... 
it goes really far back, and the back end of it is my god, that is. Oh, that's sexy. Oh, that is so sexy. All right, let's just discuss in this new article. Cause we, like, okay. Okay, first of all, it has an enormous fuck-off gun on top of it, which is fantastic because it is an enormous like, revolver mechanism cannon. My immediate thought is it's going to be shit. Yes and no. Because like, unless that gun ignores invulnerable saves... Like, it's going to be overkill on any vehicle, which isn't a knight or a titan. And if it's a knight or a titan as an invulnerable save, which will render this weapon worthless most of the time. Well, I had an interesting and cool thought for this thing. Mm. In that, because its gun is so huge, maybe it would ignore um, void shields on other titans. Maybe. Because it says it's the dedicated titan hunter. I guess, yeah. And if it ignores um, void shields, that's massive in Titan versus Titan. It, and if it ignores invulnerables, it's just going to be fucking great. I have to say, anything. I hope it ignores invulnerables because that makes it useful outside of just killing other Titans. Yeah. The Titans are I in mean, a bad spot right now. Okay, if it, you're getting this, it's not because you want to play with it, it's because you want to fucking build it and own it. And it is gorgeous, to be fair. It's so gorgeous. I'm bet it's like 1,200 pounds. Oh no, it's going to be about the cost of the Warlord because it's another like Warlord class titan. Okay, yeah, so 1,300 pounds. 1.3k or 5,000 Australian dollars. Probably more. Or Probably more, but I mean it is so cool that it is so tempting. It's like, do I budget for this? Like, <laughs> do, I, do I start buying sections I... of it? Yeah, but because it's 1,200, like, there's no way you could justify it, even though it looks so fucking hot. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Uh, don't forget, it also has two arm cannons. It's two arm cannons, two shoulder cannons, and the huge fuck-off cannon in the middle. They are all secondary. To the huge fuck-off cannon. But yeah. it does have two Warlord-class weapons on it. Yeah. It says, actually, they're designed for the Reaver, which is interesting. As what, sorry? The Warbringer Nemesis Titan, the guns for it actually fit it and the Reaver Titan, not the Warlord Titan. Oh, it's between the Warlord and Reaver in size. Oh, then I guess they may be updating the Reaver Titan soon. That would be nice. Because the be Reaver, nice. like, the War... Okay, the Warhound is a strange design, but it's very inherently 40k. Whereas the Reaver kind of looks a bit off and a bit Eldari. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to really overhaul it that much because they have like new Titanicus models for it now, but they may just make it a bit smoother looking, a bit better. Maybe if they release a new version of that, that'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, this is completely secondary, but I think I saw the um, sale numbers for the Warlord Titan. Yep. And I think it's close to like 7,700. Jesus. Which means the Warlord Titan has nearly made one million in turnover by itself. Jesus. And yeah, okay, and then you have to deduct the the, the shipping, the manufacturing, the design, everything no, like you're that. Not, but you're I'm not deducting the shipping costs; they'll charge you through the nose for that shipping. It's actually free if you get to two hundred and seventy-five or something. Oh, I take so, it back. If you buy the Warlord, you actually get get a saving there because if it was standard GW, um, sorry, sorry Forge, Forge World. World shipping. 
it's 10% of your order, which would be 120 quid to ship a warlord. <laughs> like, what the fuck? It'd be cheaper to drive there, collect it, and bring it back by a long way. <laughs> Living in the UK. I mean, we live we live far from Nottingham. Um, yeah. Almost as far as you get, but yeah. Well, I live there. You're pretty close now. Um, Maybe. But yeah. Oh, dear. Forge I'm really hoping... Shipping. I'm really hoping it's cheaper because if it's like eight hundred pounds, I would be so tempted to budget for it next year. <laughs> like, It'd be your next project. So right? tempted, but it's like that. You could buy a new car for that. Well, not a new car, sorry, but you know, a second-hand car. But you could buy a decent one for eight hundred quid, and it's like the value of that compared to the Titan, or also the value yeah. of that compared to any knights. Like yeah, yeah, like the knights are really good value for money <laughs> in terms of GW. Yeah, the Knights are really like funny in terms of GW. Also, in terms of if you want to ruin your games, like if you have friends who haven't got enough anti-tank, I mean, all the anti-tank, and you just want to win, bring Knights. Okay, I have the price for it here actually. Do you? And calculate. Let me calculate. It's slightly cheaper than a Warlord. Oh yeah, because they have the uh, builder thing up, don't they now? Yeah, let me. I, I'm going to see if I can get it on the builder. Or I'll do it with the calculator. Right, if we change that body, can I change the body? Okay, it's a little bit taller than a Reaver, smaller yeah. than a Warlord. Like, it's much closer to the Reaver than it is the Warlord. Okay. Oh, this designer looks How awesome. How much does it cost? It doesn't give you, like, a cost at the minute. It just says design it. Oh, £980, so it's a grand. I'm actually going to get the US dollar, uh, the Australian dollar up right now. <laughs> <laughs> just, just to see, just to see what they have to suffer with. To, to got, our Australian listeners, we apologise for what you have to endure for your hobby. I've got a feeling as well that GW, like Forge World, prices are even higher it's just like Australia because I'm pretty sure I've seen it like so many complaints where they have like an arbitrary increase. Okay, it's one thousand seven hundred US Australian dollars. Good God. Plus whatever the Forge World tax is in Australia, oh, God. so it's it's a lot of money. Oh God! This yeah, but it's fucking glorious. I love it. I really love it. And even if its uses are incredibly limited, given the amount of knights, you know, in like stores or your friendly local gaming um, shop store, whatever, um, when they do those big events where like, okay, twenty guys just all set up on the table, and then we have a big bash. If you have one of these boys, he's definitely got a target. He, this is true. The issue is he's going to be probably around 4,000 points. Yeah, but if you kill a Warlord with it, you feel so good. Oh, yeah, if you kill a Warlord. Maybe not the Warlord amazing. guy, but... <laughs> and just in terms of, like, apocalyptic games, he's such a thematic centerpiece. Are I know, you currently bargaining with yourself to justify... I am! I am, but it's <laughs> Even if you so... don't use it, it's just there as a centerpiece. It's fantastic. <laughs> I don't even have an Imperial Army to go alongside it. Unless I use my Adbeck weapon. In which case... <laughs> and then I equip them all with these Skitari Forge World... <laughs> it's a slippery slope. Skitari Forge World weapon kits. I saw someone making them in my friendly local store. They look really, really cool. They do. They are really hot. But apparently, it's like double the price. They're apparently terrible. Yeah. Like they... They increase their ability to fight titans, which they do nothing to. Uh, yeah, they also have an invun. <laughs> Don't forget. Don't the standard ad mech have an invun? 
Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. So it's is it, they have a feel no pain. I think. Oh no, it's an invun. Yeah. So the Warbringer Nemesis Knight, and it oh, it's cool. It's really cool. And the the cannon on its back is called the Quake Cannon. That's beautiful. They couldn't just call it the BFG. I'd call mine a BFG if I bought one. That's true. <laughs> if I get to that stage. Oh, I mean, man, it's so cool, though. I do like the fact that, separate note, that you can buy, like, the Titan weapons separately, just in case you want them as a piece of scenery, like that map in Dawn of War Dark Crusade, which everyone should definitely buy. We'd like to thank Dawn of War Dark Crusade for sponsoring this episode. <laughs> They're just a lifetime sponsor at this point. Yeah. Um, which they aren't, but... I wish they were. I saw a guy buy a Warlord Titan just to make it into a wreckage. Like, as terrain. And like, can... To be fair to the guy, the terrain looked fucking amazing. But that's a Warlord Titan you've just put in the ground. Weirdly, though, he probably gets more use out of he it. He does. <laughs> he does. He definitely that's, does. <laughs> that's probably the most cost-efficient use for a Warlord Titan, is to make it into a board. Yeah. Oh, that's God. equally horrifying and awesome. Okay, so that's that's the Titan rundown. Yeah. That's the Vigilus rundown. Uh, Is that uh, all the news? So no. in summary, no, there's more. Oh, yeah, there's 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 chapter approved 2018 edition for a start. Oh God, yeah. Okay. All Let's right. Whisk that one in. Okay, so we're being told a bit more as to why chapter approved will be worth buying outside of just points changes. Because if it was just points changes. I would be pissed off because you've had before. Because they've said before we're going to be having like the new uh, eight new Tau characters, which will be shit because they are in uh, crisis suits. I right, no, I think I think they're mostly in crisis suits. Is oh, I can't remember if one's in a Riptide suit. If one's in a Riptide suit, all bets are off. The world is fucked at that point. If that's the case. Anyway, so we have. They're now saying that there's going to be like a character customization system in there. Oh god! Which will let you like um, give um, characters and also upgrade units over the course of a campaign to give them new skills and stuff, and they level up. Which is hypothetically cool. I quite like it. I'd have thought you'd put that individualist thing, really, but I'm glad it's there. I don't. Th I, I don't know. Do we think they will do it well? Because the thing is, is I know that in like the back in was it the fifth edition uh, rulebook we had. But they had the rules and they had like this whole thing for like unit progression in campaigns. The only thing is, is eighth has got a lot simpler since then. Yeah. The hobby as a whole, I don't know if it'll have the rules, like the extra rules I you think can give them. The the difficulty is going to be because uh, I have the Horus Heresy book four, and that one is beautiful, um, in terms of character progression and unit progression because it you know different units can have veterancy but the very very important thing is that they all have the baseline of a space marine mm. because it's instantly comparable i think having character advancements when the characters are all chaotic and everywhere you know like plus one attack on a tail crisis suit commander versus an orc commander yeah um i think it's very cool for narrative terms um uh, maybe they have like specialized trees Per faction, that would be nice. That would be nice. That would be nice. I don't know um, if they're going to do that, but it'd be nice. Well, it's interesting because hopefully my Russian shipped orc warlord will be here at some point. 
That is true. I'm losing faith on that one, but hopefully it turns <laughs> out. It was a gamble. I was willing to pay for it. Uh, I bought like a Russian sculpt Orc War Boss, which looked fucking awesome. Hopefully it'll turn out. Um, anyway. I've seen it. It does look cool. Um, it does look cool. Yeah, so it'd be fun to have custom sheets for them and definitely trying to create your own custom characters. You see it a lot on Reddit even with your friends and all that sort of stuff. And they make their characters really, really strong and really point sufficient. Yeah. And it's like, is... uh, like, I know you want it to be good. And there's a very, you know, subconscious, um, you know, kind of value to it. You know, like you want the guy to be good. So subconsciously you drive them up a little bit in, in power level. Yeah. Well, th this is why I like the relic system right now. The relic system helps make what is just a normal commander a bit more special. Yeah, yeah. Which is why the Night Codex is fantastic, because you can get a shit ton of those things. But the other thing as well is the fact that it's in chapter approved, which puts me off. Mm. Because chapter approved is already doing a lot, because it's changing all the unit values for everything in there, right? Yeah. Then, spoiler, it's also going to contain Codex Adepta Soriatus. That's the next bit. That's the next bit, I know, yeah, but I'm just spoiling it. Yeah. <laughs> and because my major concern there is that, and then it's saying, and there's character customization. Like, I feel it's so kind of tagged on, and I no, feel no, like I, it's going to be the end I think they have to do this, because oh? if it was just points changes, everyone would be like, well, why don't we just look it up online? I mean, I still don't think it's worth it unless you're going for the Codex Adeptus Doritus. That's true. I wouldn't buy unless it. Unless they are like separate advancement trees per faction. I don't know what that is. I was saying, like, uh, for the leveling up characters, <laughs> oh, if they have separate um, level up trees, or like they have different level ups for different factions, so it's not just everyone is like a die roll of a d6, and six is you get plus one attack. Like, if that's yeah. all the characters across the game, in which case it's going to be dog shit. But again, I have to say, I don't like the practice of charging for balance. Oh yeah, no, I, I also disagree heartily. It should have been so. Just on principle, I'm yeah. unlikely to buy this book. Like, it's already a hard sell. It's not yeah. a neutral sell. It's not something you can entice me into. You really have to sell it hard for me to buy this. Yeah, because because I don't want to endorse it. Because if GW sees, oh yeah, we make money from chapter approved. Let's just fuck up codices deliberately, or just be lazy with codices, because then we can charge them for chapter approved later. Yeah, and that's the dangerous cycle that you could get into. Um, we so shouldn't yeah. have to pay for balance. In this I mean, day and age. You know, just just taking off the negative spin, it is cool if they do it well, where the characters are chapter approved and all that stuff. And, but I would have liked to have seen that in Vigilus. Yeah, no, that's where it should have been. Like, because now if I want to have like a fully narrative campaign with Vigilus and I want to have these characters, I've got to buy chapter approved as well. Sneaky move by GW, but it would have been much better quality of life if they just thrown it in with Vigilus. Yeah. I'm... And that's where it should be. Hopefully they keep, well, I was going to say, hopefully they keep telling us more reasons to get chapter approved, but they're kind of running out of time at this stage. I think this is it. I think this is all that there's going to be. Yeah. Also, um, it's not quite Adeptus Seratus yet, because uh, because we have uh, Grey Knights good news. People saying, oh, there's yeah. going to be huge points reductions for Grey Knights. Good. Grey Knights were, they were fucked. Stone yeah. cold fucked. However, all it says is... Point reduction. Yeah. For Grey Knights. It doesn't solve the whole problem that they have worse smite than everyone else. Yeah, it which yeah, is they, oh, just well. law shattering, which really fucks me off. <laughs> because it's it's not just that they have 
Because like, all the guys are basically psychers, which is fine, and the sergeants can cast spells, which is fine. The issue is that the Thousand Sons have this exact same thing, except their characters have a real smite rather than only one mortal wound. Yeah. So I, I think the only likely thing to come majorly from the Grey Knights getting this points reduction, I, I feel great for the Grey Knights players because I think obviously yeah. their army is going to be playable again, Yeah, um, which is exciting and I'm really happy for them. That's also, good. Like, for everyone who was saying, oh, my army's now trashed here because of this minor change, uh, but, but with like, any of like the recent like um, changes in FAQs and stuff, whatever your army was, it wasn't as bad as Grey Knights. Even like debatably like Admech and uh, Necrons. Even though like they're struggling and have problems, they weren't Grey Knight bad. No, they're definitely not. Yeah. Definitely not. Chiefly because of like onagers and wraiths and stuff like that. Yeah, um, they had something. So yeah, so that's that's Grey Knights. Yeah, um, it's not a flavorful change, which I think they definitely can be doing in Chapter Pro, simply because they are releasing a codex in Chapter. Yeah. <laughs> like any like, oh, we could change how the rules work. Oh no, there's only for points. You have a whole codex tucked in here. <laughs> Yeah, like they're definitely um, shooting themselves in the foot by revealing that they can do more. They just choose to not do. Um, you know, uh, pfft, it's just bad. And um, what was I going to say for the Grey Knights? Oh, yeah, I, I think the only thing that will come from the Grey Knights is that Nemesis Dread Knights, I think, will become an absolute steal. Yeah, Once again, probably. I've got a feeling that's going to happen. So people will take Nemesis Dread Knights. Maybe not as the kind of go-to option, maybe not to the... Um... I think the issue is that if people are preparing for actual knights, these don't matter. Like, if people are building lists to deal with knights proper, having a smaller, points-efficient knight, even though it's efficient for what it is, it's probably going to be evaporated. Maybe, but then if you can get three for the price of one Imperial Knight... And they can kill an Imperial Knight. Yeah. I think they're not going to be bad. And they can deep strike, let's not forget. That, that, that is kind of big. Yeah. And there's, there's always this trend with GW where like, a, a Codex is struggling, so they just... they ner uh, Sorry, they buff the big Mamu. What do I mean by the big Mamu? It's normally a model which is just kind of... <laughs> normally a little bit shitey, the model <laughs> itself. Um, and the rules are just wank. Such as Riptide, such as Nemesis Dread Knight. Like it's always Riptide what they do. Wank? Uh, it was wank for about. Well, it wasn't wank. It was just in the mo index. Moderately... It wasn't as good as it used to be. Yeah, it was toned down, shall we say? It wasn't wank, but it was toned down. Then they buffed it right the fuck up for the Codex. Yeah. Again, Tau having problems. Where do we put our our points into? Do we do we um, solve the, the crisis suit? suit? Nah, just fucking shove it on the wank unit. So I think they'll do that with Nemesis Dreadnought. Yeah. But I might be wrong. Adeptus Sorietas. Okay, so we're getting a beta codex in here, which is weird. Like, it very much feels like they're just throwing that in there to try and up the value of chapter approved. Like, if it comes mm. with, like, more mission types, maybe that'd be nice. But anyway, so they've then shown off one <laughs> goddamn stratagem, which is fucking idiotic. Like... This is so painfully dumb, but I kind of like it. But it's going to be worthless. Like, I don't know, I like it. Okay, basically, um, before shooting with Adeptus Seritis unit in the shooting phase, um, if, if that unit targets all of its attacks into the same target, be it the same like unit or model, whatever, 
and the target is within range of at least um, one model firing a bolt weapon, one model firing a flame weapon, one we a model firing a melter weapon, you add one to all wound rolls for the firing units till the end of the phase. So, like, a 4 plus to win becomes a 3 plus. My problem with this is, like... Huh? What? What kind of... What kind of build is this? Like, this costs a command point to do. You have to assemble your squad to have um, a melter and a flamer in there, which, like... <sighs> Don't forget, sergeants can, have, sergeants can have Inferno pistols. Okay, doesn't that have shorter range, though? Like, that's like a fucking three-inch range or something, so it's even less than the eight-inch range of a flamer. I'm oh, sorry, that's a melter weapon. And with this, you kind of have to accept you're going to be having, like, inefficient weaponry against something. Because you have to have anti-tank, anti-infantry, and a gun. And this is only ever going to be used for, like, eight inches, unless there's another stratagem that boosts the range of flamers by, like, six inches. In which case, it's going to be costing, like, two CP for this. It might be, don't forget, it might be, like, a chapter tactic. It may be a chapter tactic thing, to be fair. But also, you have, like, another issue in that... Oh, you have to be so... You have to be so short-range for this, and none of the weaponry... Unless you're going for, like... You have a great big... No, because you can't. You can't go for a great big fuck-off melter unit to hunt tanks with, with a couple of bolters and a flamer in there. Because A, you have to get close, which is not going to happen with this unit. And B, when you start losing models, you'll lose the bolter and the flamer, which you had in there to try and, you know, shore up the... to let the Holy Trinity work. So you have to have, like, a bunch of basic uh, women, and then a bunch of... Um, like, a couple of melters and a couple of flamers in the unit to try and get this to work. And it's just stupidly inefficient. Because if you're shooting at armoured targets, they're going to have you know a good armour save, and you're going to have no AP on the vast majority of your shots. I think it's just fun. And I like fun stratagems. It is fun, I'll give it that. I think it's fun, and it suits my playstyle entirely, because if I had Adeptus Soritis, I would put Melter Gun Flamer in the unit and then use this stratagem, because it's fun. <laughs> And that's what it should be about. And uh, don't forget Invigilus, which is going to be the big thing. Ba -ba 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 City fighting, everyone's going to be major close, but chummingly close. Um, think of like units like Wraiths as well. Bolt guns, flamers, and melter guns all have a purpose there. But and just getting plus one to wound is nice. The huge issue that there's windows in all of this terrain. Like, Games Workshop basically is to come out and say if city fighting is going to work, they have to adopt the um, ITC rules of the first floor of cities, of ruins, counters, line of sight, blocking terrain. Otherwise, it doesn't matter. Oh yeah, it, it, it's all meaningless. It just means you get plus one to your arm. Which is my big problem with cover, which we've discussed before. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's meaningless. It's basically meaningless. I think the ITC like line of sight blocking for the first floor, I think that helps a lot. Yeah. But it kind of goes back to old cities of death, and then it's just worse, and blah 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 blah. Yeah. Well, that is that's all the news on that page. As is though. So weird, bastardly cynics, basically. Yeah. <laughs> bastardly cynics. As is. Other than this Warbringer. Other than the Warbringer, which which we've gushed over, and the harp. And the harp. Combine okay. the two. <laughs> now, I. 
That would be all, except there was like a little bit of a leak which happened a little bit after. A leak has been kind of confirmed because some people have taken... Uh, pi- we have very blurry pictures of... Um, about it. Oh, God, the page has crashed. Very blurry pictures about what this may be like. And I think they are in Vigilus. And when I found out about this, um, I immediately contacted Henry. So last Tuesday at 11.22pm, there's the messages which read as follows. Henry, it's fucked. New message. It's all totally fucked. New message. Formations. New message. They're coming back. Yeah... Do you want to explain why this, why my initial reaction was that this was going to be the end of the world? Could you could you explain that for the audience at home? For anyone that didn't play through it, seventh uh, edition introduced something called formations, where you basically buy special combinations of model models models from GW model. I'm a model anyway. Um, gosh, I can't remember who that's the impression of. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, you can buy special formations of models. Resist. That would give you major buffs to gameplay. To the point where some formations were just so powerful that they were game-breakingly game good. Um, and it really was far too blatant a pay-to-win. Like, all of 40k is pay-to-win. But this was way more. So, for example, you could take 10 Lehman Rust tanks... And they get to like shoot twice or something, which back then wasn't a thing. So it was incredible yeah. uh, for free. Or Space Marines, you could take six troops, one HQ, uh, one other like company command squad or something. So two HQ. And you got free transports, which mean, meant that you could have eight Razorbacks for free. And you could put whatever guns on these Razorbacks. So twin assault cannon, which used to be very expensive. You could just take all of twin assault cannons. So eight twin assault cannon or eight Las Cannon, Twin Las Cannon, Razorbacks, you know, just for free, which is 400 points for free. So a 1,500-point game, it just, it would fuck the whole balance and everything with it. Um, and it was the worst thing to play against, um, and they released, released new formations all the time, which just gave more and more broken results. And if you were Tau, Eldar, or Ultramarines, you got the best of it. Or Space Marines, sorry, not just Elder Marines, but Space Marines. Everyone else, like, Orcs didn't get very good ones. Dark Eldar didn't get very good ones. You know, all, all these sort of less popular factions got less powerful traits and formations. Also, it it really cut down on just variety, because um, there was less of, you know, list building going on. It was just, which formation do I take? Yeah, and at the minute we have kind of the CP tax. Well, back then it was the formation tax. So you take a formation with maybe one unit of stealth suits, which you didn't want, but it gave you insane benefits. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So yeah, it was terrible, terrible play to win. Awful time. Uh, and the unfortunate thing as well is that, again, maybe it's just our local gaming store, my local gaming store and the tournament scene, but because everyone else is doing it, people felt pressured into buying into the formations uh, as well as it was just the new exciting thing. So the, the local gaming store was just dominated by formation players. So if you turned up with a non-formation army, you'd just get creamed. Well, to be fair, that's because the place we live is kind of awful. 
Uh, I, I, I disagree, but I'd, I'd say it's <laughs> I think fine. it's just, just people people felt pressured into doing it because they're so powerful. Like yeah. if you turned up to the shop every day and there's guys that use formation lists and they just beat everyone else, including you, and you didn't even get a game in, you then feel pressured to buy a formation. Yeah. That's it, it was works. extremely unhealthy for the game. Anyway, so <laughs> they're coming back. Which is initially extremely concerning. But they they work a little bit differently. In that rather than you take these units and then this happens, it'll be something where this is in the Vigilist book, you'll pay a command point tax and you'll get some kind of buff. And it'll be a buff to a certain kind of unit. And they're arguing that um most of this is going to be more fluff focused. Like there'll be one which like buffs up um, Primaris veterans or whatever, or it, it, whether that makes your Primaris unit count as veterans. They have like better roles here or there. I don't know. Um, it'll be interesting to see what comes of this. Uh, it, it's quite good in that, you know, you don't have to build your list in a, an extremely certain way. But there's still a lot of danger to this just be broken and overpowered as fuck. Because this is also, like, especially if it comes to, like, stuff where... One of the reasons why knights are really good is they can spend a shit ton of command points before battle, so people like Dark Elder can't cancel them using it. This may just be the next step of that, so you spend all your command points before battle, and then, like, say, Dark Elder can't cancel them, stuff like that. As is, though, something which made me happy, and will make you happy... Is um is there's going to be one for orcs that lets them take a stomp out as a warlord with its own unique set of warlord traits. Okay, that sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like you look at stuff like that and go, okay, maybe this is a chance for them to try and reward slightly sillier or more interesting play. One can only hope. Yeah. I mean, it's dangerous, it's not really a path I think they should follow. Um, and it'd be very negative if they went back to 7th edition formations. Very, very negative. Yeah. Like, okay, so... The, apparently, according to the GW team, they're meant to be more characterful than powerful, which makes sense if they're trying to buff a Stomper, because the Stomper's just terrible. Um, yeah. And they're not intended as a replacement for the 7th edition de detachments. I think they just share the same name, apparently. Like, I'm, I'm still suspicious. I think we have some examples of maybe some orc ones which people have taken pictures of. Mm -hmm. Oh god! That oh god! These pictures are terrible. Okay, so there's one which is like a blitz brigade for orcs. It'll cost one to three CP. We don't quite know because the pictures are too blurry. Um, but it gives you access to like um, some warlord traits, relics and stratagems, like a warlord trait, which um, basically if a blitz brigade character is your warlord, you can give them the following warlord trait, which is when they're embarked in a blitz brigade transport, add one inch to the transport's movement characteristic. In addition, while your war, war, uh, warlord is embarked within it, the transport gains it, the ear we go ability. That seems... How, okay, you know the orc codex better than I do. Is that powerful enough to run? Vehicles getting here we go. Um, depends because Gorkonaut can tech 
technically transport units. Oh god, yeah, because he could put him inside that, give an extra inch to move, and then it gains. Here we go. Yeah, it could be pretty darn strong. Uh, Killer cans would also gain. Here we go. Simply because it doesn't specify the orc only units, right? No, this is um if the if you're uh that's a warlord trait you can give to um your warlord if they're blitz brigade character. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying like it doesn't specify that here we go can because normally here we go is only for orcs. Whereas yeah. I'm saying this way you it, could it's jank just while it out he's embarked give... within the vehicle. Oh, sorry. Yeah, while well, he's in it. Yeah, okay. And so Killacans sadly aren't like Terminator suits with the ability to have <laughs> yeah. space marines embarked inside them. Uh... Yeah, so I, it, it's not massive, not massive. But putting it yeah. in a Gorkonaut is probably the strongest way to go. From the looks of it, which like, would be pretty good. They may. Well, okay, how this one works: the Blitz Brigade is a thing you can pay for that gives you some extra warlord. Well, it gives you an extra warlord trait. Gives you like an extra stratagem or two. Like, I'm trying to get your codex now. I'm just wondering know. if Gorkonaut already has it. Yeah, I mean, that's that's not super strong because in the past it would be Blitz Brigade would give all your vehicles plus one strength and plus one attack. Oh, yeah, that would be in the olden days. And cover, and half of them are free. <laughs> yeah. That's what it would be. But like, you get like a killer can mob for free. Okay, the Warbringer is 5,000 points. That's an awful lot of points. And that does sit right in the midway point between the Warlord and the Reaver. Okay, let's let's just very, very briefly talk about the Nemesis Quake Cannon, because I found the rules for it now. Oh, wait, we have rules for it. We have rules. Okay, okay. So this is the time we were just talking about. Uh, the Nemesis Quake Cannon has a minimum range, which is something that has not been in the game for all of eight, as far as I'm aware. I think, no, I think the Warlord may have some minimum range weapons. All right, okay. So the Nemesis Quake Cannon is 24 minimum inch range, 480 maximum. How many feet is that? That's 40 feet, I believe. Just in case. Um, it is macro 3d6. Okay, so it does double damage to titanic units with an average of 10.5 shots. It has strength 16. Yep. Typical. AP minus 5. Yep. Damage 6. Damage 6. This weapon can target units that are not visible to the bearer. If a unit is hit by any attacks made with this weapon, and then until the end of its next movement phase, its move characteristic is halved and it cannot advance. <laughs> I mean, that's that's cool, but it's not quite as good as I was envisaging. No, that's like, this is the issue with 8th not having blast weaponry, is that Titan weapons are basically shit, in that they're kind of inefficient. Because they, they're just way too big at killing anything. Like they'll wipe out a unit, but that's... Yeah, it's not good like, value. Say, say you fire this weapon. like This weapon's not even going to kill a squad of guardsmen. No. You're going to get 10.5 shots on average. Not all of them are hitting. So you're already not killing all of them. And Well, to be fair to this guy, I mean, looking at the rest of his stuff, I'm not going to go through it all. But the rest of his weapons are pretty jazzy okay wait 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 the reaver volcano cannon which is like the bigger bigger volcano cannon mounted on the um chapo castellan yeah. knight yeah. it's strength 25 <laughs> no 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 let me stop you there 
the Quake Cannon on its back is strength 16, and one of its arm weapons is strength 25. What? I mean, I know size doesn't matter, but come on. That thing should be pounding cities to death. <laughs> what the hell? I it, like the fact it, it deals a flat what? six damage, to be fair. Like, that's nice. It does 12 damage, the Volcano Cannon. It does double the damage of... Is it macro? Yeah. It's macro? Instead of macro 3d6, it's macro d6. Okay, that thing can one-shot a knight. And I mean, like, as in if you get one wound with that yeah. thing, it'll kill a knight. Because it does 12 Wait, damage it's... times 2 versus Titanic. That's 24 wounds. Oh, shit, one yeah. Okay, so it's it's handgun, if you like. It's arm gun is better than its massive fucking cannon. Preliminary predictions, because it doesn't have a minimum range. Okay, hang on. No, no, hang on. How much... Fuck, I'm getting the calculator for this one. It has 3.5 shots instead of 10.5. Okay, okay, hang on. Wait, 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 wait. It's probably slightly worse, but... What's the toughness of... Is a wall or toughness 16? Yes. Okay. So assuming against a wall or titan, is it hitting on twos? Is this thing hitting on twos or threes? It hits on twos at maximum wounds. Okay. So if we... Okay, so there's 10.5 shots. That'll get 8.75 hits. Sorry, then that's going to be two wounds anyway. Sorry, that's going to be uh, half of those wounds. It's going to be 4.375 wounds on that thing. And then the Warlord saves... Oh, God, what if the Warlord saves? I think it's 3+. plus. Yeah, let's go with a 3+, plus invulnerable. Voido. Void shields. Yeah. To be fair, this thing is fucking tough. Uh, it's toughness 13, which isn't the biggest, but it's got 3+, plus void shields, and 65 wounds. Okay. So... It would deal on average 17.5 uh, damage. Would it? Yeah, it deal 17.5 damage on average with this great big fuck-off cannon to a warlord. Okay. Whereas the other gun is what? It's 3.5 shots. Is it 3.5 shots? Um, you get 2.916 infinite hits it would wound on a three plus it's not going to be a two plus yeah almost and then it's going to be a three plus invulnerable save and then we're going to multiply that by what was it 12 damage yep and times that by two because it's macro 15.55 damage. Okay, so it does ever so slightly less with its handgun. Versus Warlord only. Yeah. Like, what is so against, against Knights, the Micro Cannon probably pulls slightly further ahead. The Quake Cannon pulls slightly further ahead. Because then they're both wounding on twos. Yeah. Like, this guy will reliably kill a Knight. I'll say that much. If not two... Uh, well, I don't know if you'll reliably kill it too, because they'll be like... Because don't forget, it's got another gun, and it's got the shoulder guns, and it's got little diddy guns on the front. Okay, hang on. If it gets three knights a turn, it may actually make its points back. If it does that till the end of the game. <laughs> and yes. only in that scenario. Yes. <laughs> and none of those knights are Castellans. 
Because I reckon Castellans would deck this thing. Maybe, maybe, but we're not going to do all the maths on it now. No, sorry, yeah, that's, I that's didn't mean to break out the maths on the podcast. I'm very excited. It's got to be for a second. This thing is really awesome. Very exciting, very fun. Uh, not competitive whatsoever. In the slightest. But awesome. But it's a Titan, so what do you expect? And on that note, that titanic mathematical derivation, it's time to end. <laughs>